If someone gave you the chance to make all your dreams come true, wouldn't you do it? And if you failed, wouldn't you be happy you at least got the chance to try? I need to take this chance, and I'm so glad you're here with me. Welcome to Casey's Corner. Welcome to Casey's Corner, episode five. This one is for the Disney fans, the dreamers, the doers. I am just... This is the episode that when I started thinking about even making Casey's Kitchen, Casey's Kitchen, Casey's Corner come to life in this whole new relaunch, um, this guest is who I had in mind because he's someone who he has taken what he loves, he turns it into, he turned it into what he does, which is so amazing. <laughs> um, and it's something that we all aspire to do, right? We all want to be able to take that thing that we're so passionate about and share it with the world, make it what we do, talk to people about it. So that's what my guest today does. He's Lou Mangello of WDW Radio Show. I'm waiting for him to join in here and we'll, uh, we'll get things rolling in just a minute. But I know a lot of you are fans of his and you've been listening to his show. And I actually stumbled upon his podcast, literally just like typed into Apple, Disney, Walt Disney World podcast or something silly like that because I wanted so badly to have a dose of Disney as I was preparing to go to Disney World a couple years ago. And there he is. Let's go ahead and add him in. Where's my buddy? Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. Are you kidding? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I have no, uh, hopefully no interruptions today, but no tiny interruptions. <laughs> so I feel like I need to sing the Lou song in, in Kennedy's absence <laughs> for you. <laughs> and those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, Lou was so gracious to chat with me at the beginning of quarantine last year when I was doing, you know, something a little bit similar and just kind of bringing some positive people together. And Kennedy, in her very um, FOMO self, <laughs> had to be part of the show, too, but serenaded Lou with his own theme song. So it worked out. I, I pretty much view this as just sort of the gateway to when she has her own show, and then hopefully she'll invite me on later on. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally inevitable. Well, listen, I know you're busy, so I do have some questions. I want to dive right in. But for those of you know my followers and audience who is who are watching and may not know you so well, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself? So I was born in a small town. No, <laughs> okay. So very quickly, uh, I am a recovering attorney from New Jersey who, back in two thousand three, had this idea to write a book. All I knew about was Disney World. Uh, my book turned into a podcast and a website in, in about two thousand five. Uh, started doing live video in two thousand seven. Not far, not long thereafter. Uh, I sold it all, left my job, moved down to Florida, and have been fortunate and blessed to uh, be able to do what I love every day and, and try and help other people do the same thing. I, that's one of my favorite things that you say is turning what you love into what you do. And honestly, you've inspired me so much with just those words to do this right here. And it is something that I love doing. So it's trying to make it a reality for myself. But, you know, you kind of gave the the 3000 mile high overview. How is it that you took this book that you wrote, this podcast that you started and made it actually be your full-time gig? I have no idea. I still have <laughs> it no idea. Worked out. It just, it did because it was never, 
Look, I would love to be able to tell you that back in 2003, this was all part of a business plan that I laid out and I had my marketing strategy and funnel, all of which are words that are not part of my vernacular because that's never been it. Um, it literally was taking, it, the book was the personal challenge. Can I write a book and can I get it published? Vanity publishing literally didn't exist back in 2003. Yeah. And it was this idea of sharing this thing that I enjoyed with other people as new mediums like podcasting popped up in 2005. Uh, I jumped on it pretty quickly because I'm a horrible typist and I think you can convey <laughs> passion so much more in, in audio and video than you can in writing. And it literally accidentally turned into a business. Um, and at some point I, I did take the first of many leaps of faith to say, hey, I'm gonna give this thing a shot. I'm gonna see if I could make this work because it was this fear that I had, not of failure, but of regret, that mm -hmm. time would go by and I would look back and go, you know, I wonder what would have happened if I would have given this Disney thing a shot. Instead, I said, I'm gonna give it a shot. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, I could at least sort of check it off the list. Um, and fortunately, you know, my kids eat two or three times a week. So things are, things are going, <laughs> they're going fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta, gotta feed the kids. <laughs> That's amazing. Well. I think that, you know, one of the things, and you kind of just mentioned it, is like, if, if you do it, you would have, or I would say you would have regret if you didn't do it, right? You just had to at least try. So what advice would you give to someone who is interested in kind of taking that leap, is on the cusp of taking the leap into diving into something that they love, but has that self-doubt, has doubt from others, from their family around you? Luckily, you had the support of your family, but a lot of people don't. Or just that feeling of like, uh, everyone else is doing it. I, there's no room for me. As difficult as it is, and, and while I did have the support of my immediate family, I did have close friends that were like, you're crazy. You're going to be back here in six months. Um, I don't talk to those people anymore. But <laughs> You don't well, need that negativity in your life. Well, because you don't. Because it really is no. important to surround yourself with people who are very much like-minded because yeah. the negativity is cancerous. And on the opposite scale, the, I think positivity is very contagious. Mm -hmm. And if you surround yourself with positive people, it really does, it really does help lift you up. Uh, if you're waiting for the fear to go away, it doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's always fear. And I think fear is, is a great motivator. It, it was that fear that sort of makes you take those little leaps. Because again, you have to be like, well, what am I waiting for? If you're waiting for perfection, it's, it's never going to happen. If you're worried about what other people are doing, don't. Like, don't, literally don't pay attention. One, so you are not influenced by, well, this seems to be working for her. I should do this too. You go be you. You go do the thing. Because my feeling has been and continues to be like with the podcast, I do a show that I would want to listen to. And yeah. my hope is that somebody else out there is going to want to listen to it too. But so that the people who become part of your community and, and the, the culture around you are there for the right reasons. And that's what you've done a fantastic job doing is building a community too. For those of you, I know there's a lot of people on here that are from the WDW Clubhouse. And tell me a little bit about how that community has grown. How have you seen it kind of mature and grow and probably a little bit, um, probably has changed a lot too, right? You know, it has and it hasn't. The platforms have changed but the community has not. I start, this is going to show how old I am. 
I, the, the community began on, you know, discussion forums, V Bulletin days back in 2003. Kids, you can Google what that is because there was no <laughs> social media. And I didn't know even what community was. And, and as those first 29 people turned into 100, 1,000, 5, 10, 30, 50,000, I was like, wow, there is a community of Disney fans out there. And at some point, I moved from V Bulletin to a Facebook group. And that doesn't matter. Like, the place doesn't matter. And, and to give credit where it's due, I mean it when I say that, that I may have built the clubhouse, but it's the people who are there that populate it. And I am blessed and fortunate to be able to watch this community grow organically. I will tell you that I have never spent a dime to run an ad. I have no marketing funnel. There's no newsletter you need to sign up for. The marketing people right. are losing their minds because I'm doing everything wrong. But the people who are there are there for the right reasons. And that's why, knock on wood, there's no drama. I have no moderators because it self-moderates. Because the people who are coming in are being invited by people who are already there. Right. That's amazing. One thing that you say a lot, and I actually I heard you speak on another podcast um, about this, is the what if versus why not. And I love what you said about it. Would you mind sharing that on here? Yeah, I have no idea what that means, but I'll try to... <laughs> well, because I think what if is, are, are two very incredibly powerful words, right? And I think so often to those who might be watching who are hesitant, fearful, the immediacy of, of what if is, well, what if it doesn't work? What if people don't like me? What if it fails? What if, what if, what... There's all these negative things. You have to turn that around and go, what if it works? Like, what if I'm able to make this? It is incredibly exciting. And it's the thing that fuels my fire and gets me up early and keeps me up late at night. Because I'm like, what if I can make this work? What if I try this new thing that maybe somebody else isn't necessarily doing and I can build something off of it? And, and I think you do need to, to feed off of that and, and don't let the fear become paralyzing. Let the fear become motivating. Amazing. I love that. And I I mean, I know that you're, you might blush or whatever, but I just, hearing those words from you are, is exactly what has pushed me to be here. And I, I thank you and Oprah and my mom <laughs> <laughs> for, you know, paving this path and making this a platform that's, that's real. And, you know, it's something that has always been a pipe dream to me, but seeing people like yourself make it happen and make it be what they do is, has been incredibly motivating. And I hope that there are people watching that you and I are able to motivate and continue to push to get them to create their dream job too. Well, it is incredibly humbling, not well-deserved, although forever I'll be like, I was mentioned in the same sentence as Oprah. But <laughs> look, I've known you for a long time and I've seen the different iterations of you doing this. And I think you are yeah. a perfect example, right? You try one thing, maybe it's not working for you, right? It's not feeling right. So you're able to pivot and shift a little bit. That's the beauty of the technology and the various mediums. It's not like when you write a book, that's it. That's what right. the book is, right? Mm -hmm. It's in print and it's there forever. You're able to adjust and, and change on the fly as you feel it's what is best and most organic and authentic for you. Absolutely. I see Becky on here saying everyone benefits <laughs> from people lifting each other up. And that is so true. And I think that 
you know, there are definitely communities and social media has such a negative connotation many, many times because of the trolls and because of, you know, competition and things like that, that shouldn't exist. And it should be all about love and it should be all about support. So yes, Becky, she's right because it, it's not. And look, I will tell you when I first entered, what I found was, was a community of Disney content creators very early on. There weren't a lot of this. My feeling was it's Disney. We're all kumbaya. Everybody hug, get around the campfire, and not everybody feels that way, and that's fine. You run your business, your life the way you want. My feeling is that the tide rises for all boats, and there's enough room for everybody to win because nobody has to choose between watching Casey's Corner or watching this. You can watch Casey's Corner and watch Oprah and 10 other things. So the fact that the people look at it as competitive is, is sort of contrary to the way I look at it. I think that you should listen to my show, your show, other ones that, you know, feel right for you. Um, you know, I prefer if you listen to mine first, that's fine. But, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to make that choice at five o'clock what news station you're going to watch. Right. Oh, that's that's such a good analogy there. Because, yeah, it's like, am I going to watch the ABC, the NBC, the CBS? But no, absolutely. <laughs> and we're in a world where all you're doing is kind of scrolling or streaming or, you know, there's so many times and so much time available to watch everyone else. I love that. Um, okay. I want to talk about some of the amazing people that you have interviewed. Because what episode are we on? Like 700, 500? I forget what the Kilimanjaro one was. It's, it's 642, but it's funny because I actually looked at Apple the other day and it said it was my 774th or something episode, not including the show that I had done before. So yeah, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> first of all, it's amazing that you picked a category or like a genre of things that there aren't, like there's no limit to how many <laughs> topics you can hit. Good job. Like you're not talking about, you know, I don't know, ants or something like that. But uh, <laughs> Disney is always changing, always evolving. There will always be something to talk about and always people to talk with. So I'm not going to ask you who your favorite guest has been but i want to know is there someone who surprised you or really just blew you away so god there, there are so many and and that's one of the things and i think maybe this is where my background as a trial attorney hopefully has, has helped me see that i told you though the money was well spent because <laughs> when you get somebody and, and try and help them tell their story and lead them down a path sometimes they take you down a a surprising angle i will share this one story because he still remains not just somebody I consider a, a friend, but one of my favorite interviews. And please, Casey, this is not me trying to name drop at any All sense good. of the word. Um, but Richard Sherman, I, I first interviewed from the Sherman brothers. Um, yeah. if, you're, if you're watching, they wrote Tiki Room, Small World, Mary Poppins, you name it, chances are if it's in a Disney park or movie, the Sherman right. brothers wrote it. And back in 2008, when I was first trying to interview him, there was no real social media. And so I, maybe today it would be called stalking. Not so much. But I did a lot of detective work to find him. And I eventually came upon, I found his house phone. And I called his house and his wife answered. And she and I talked for about 45 minutes wow. and um, sent me an email and says, okay, fine. I'd, I'd love to do the show. And as I first started talking to him, the nicest sweetest man in the whole wide world is like, are you sure you want to talk to me? Like, 
And I was literally like, dude, do you know who you are? <laughs> right. I'm like, trust me, I, I'm sure we're going to find something to talk about. Um, but he, you know, he still is one of the ones that, that I cherish most. And um, I was surprised pleasantly at his humility, which is something that I've always found to be really consistent through a lot of the people who work for and with the Disney company. Absolutely. It's a different breed, <laughs> yeah. I swear. Um, so among the almost 700 episodes, the one that I stumbled upon finding you was actually a Disney dining review. And I want to say it was <laughs> one of the restaurants at Caribbean Beach. Um, and it was, I was driving. It was when I was still working in West Hollywood. So I was on my drive and I was so hungry by the time I got <laughs> to, <laughs> to the office. But I've asked a few of my guests this. And I want to know if there was one dish or one snack, treat, whatever, food that you could create for a Disney park, what would it be? We're food people, so it's, I... It's easier to answer the favorite kid question at this point. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh -oh, watch out, Nick and Mary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So favorite thing that I would bring to, like, a dish that I would bring into a Disney park? Yeah, or... like, what would you want to see them have if you could bring oh, gosh. something I... in? Gosh, this is such like a fanboy answer. I mean, because they really do have almost anything that you could think of. Um, like there's good sushi restaurants. There's good mm -hmm. Italian restaurants. Um, oh, my God. This is a great question. And now I'm totally like fumbling on the answer. Um, you know what? I would love to see. Um, well, they have that, too. I was going to say some like incredibly authentic Japanese food, but between the Japan Pavilion and kimonos and Morimoto, right. they have a lot of that. It's why I don't really leave the Disney bubble very much. You got everything. You have Because you really do. That's true. Viking you know, food. Answers. I'd love some good Viking food. Uh, I, don't even know what, I, don't, I don't even know what Viking food is. I was going to say, is I, I feel like Viking food is pretty much a turkey leg. Right? Right. <laughs> like just walk around with that. So true. So true. Um, someone actually said like more breakfast food or like a breakfast burrito that you can walk oh. around with in the morning and, you know, kind of start your day off with. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, I like that I a lot. But I would, to be honest, I, I would say probably more, and I know people are going to roll their eyes, like I would say keto friendly food because that's typically how I eat. But, you know, your girl loves her Dole Whip. So <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disney days are meant for, for splurges. Um, okay, well, I'm going to ask you, you know, if you could have any of your, you know, if you bring your favorite food, that's check food. But now back to interviews. If you could interview anyone that you've yet to interview, who would it be? So believe it or not, a, a dream interview of mine would be Michael Eisner. Oh. Um, because now he's, he's enough distance from the company, I think, to give, mm -hmm. you know, very honest answers. And I think for so many people you remember sometimes the bad, right? And a lot of people remember how and why Michael left and, and right. what it sort of did to the company. But I think they forget all the good that he did for the company, all the changes that we have, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, resorts. He really had an incredibly positive impact, both he and Frank Wells. Uh, I would love to sit down and, and chat with Michael Eisner. He, there are times where I have to remind myself that he's no longer <laughs> because there's so many times where, yeah, I mean, I look at, I was there Animal Kingdom's opening day and he was there and, you know, there's just a lot of Disney memories for me and, you know, I know a lot of 
Disney millennials <laughs> that kind of have <laughs> him very, very much ingrained in their heads. And he was a very different personality than an Iger, you know, or anybody else who has come since. So, um, yeah, he, he enjoyed, you know, I think he wanted to sort of be Walt and be on TV and be the face of the company. Um, so I think there'd be a lot to explore with him. I agree. Okay, you have the luxury now of, is it Magic Kingdom that's in your backyard? It is. Right? <laughs> Humble brag. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm gonna have to build Kennedy a castle in our backyard now. <laughs> Lou has Magic Kingdom in his backyard. Um, but if you'll indulge me for a little bit, I would love to kind of create with you your, just kind of walk us through your perfect Disney day. So is this like reality Disney day or like fantasy Disney day? Because my, my fantasy Disney day would I would wake up at the Hotel Miracosta and spend the day in Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, so cool. Yes. So that would be my perfect Disney day. But here, um, I really am a, a sentimental nostalgic. Um, there's things I love about all of the parks, but... I could just, you know, I really just enjoy like wandering Magic Kingdom, eating my way through Magic Kingdom, riding the classic so what's attractions. The, what's the first thing you'd have in the morning? So like breakfast, where do we go for breakfast? Wow, you said Dole Lips. Now I'm thinking Dole Lips, of course, <laughs> but I also want a breakfast burrito. Um, so I would probably start off with breakfast at, um, at a resort because I think the resorts have a, a better selection breakfast-wise than Magic Kingdom does. Should we go uh, to would, Ohana so we can grab Dole Whip before then? I like, I see, I like the way you think. <laughs> this is why we're friends. Yes. Right? We get breakfast, grab a Dole Whip for the boat ride over, because yes. you have to take the boat ride over. Mm -hmm. um, and I love just taking a very, very slow, leisurely walk down Main Street, USA. Um, I don't make the dash for splash or the race for space. I like to take my time because for me, it's taking in, in the ambiance of Main Street and the sound of the horse-drawn trolleys and the dapper dance and the citizens of Main Street when they come back, watching the reactions of children and families as they see the castle for the first time. It, that is, that, that's an attraction to me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then I sort of just slowly make my way. I'm, I'm a clockwise kind of guy, so I start making my way in, in through Adventureland. Okay, so what's our first snack that we're grabbing in Magic Kingdom? <laughs> I mean, the Dole Whip stand is right there. It's right so there. This is it's true. almost a sin to walk right by it. Um, there's also, if the cheeseburger egg roll cart is open, we're going to stop there first okay. and wash it down with a Dole Whip. We'll make our, now I'm literally like walking through the park and stopping. Then I'm going to stop. This is what stop I <laughs> <laughs> Notice, and I'm not even. watching, feel free to add in your, your you know, ultimate dream Disney right. Day ideas too. <laughs> Notice, by the way, I'm not even stopping at any attractions. I'm just no. going right to places to eat. That's um, fine. It's why I'm wearing black and it's why I have this, this lovely pear-shaped figure. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole calorie no calories count in Disney. And when you live there, and when you live matter. there, they completely count. It's a lie. It's an absolute lie. Um, <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I like Pecos Bills, and I wish they would bring back the, um, the Fixin's Bar yeah. where you had that giant vat of fake cheese. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, what, I remember there was like this 
I think it was pre TikTok, but people were getting the corn dog nuggets from Casey's Corner, which I feel like I have to go do a show from there when I go there now. But um, they were getting the di- the di- I must call them Dino Nuggets. That's mom brain right there. The corn dog nuggets, and then running to Pecos Bill and topping them there and making like corn dog nachos, which that's a whole other level. It is, and all of a sudden I'm going, if, what time are we going to finish? Because I could actually make it to Magic Kingdom and try and make that <laughs> thing a reality. How have Dude. I never thought about doing that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I, I remember like that seeing idea. like massive, see how much they could pile on. It was pretty cool. All right, so we've, we've crossed off Magic Kingdom. Is there anywhere, you know, I'm going to assume that we're finishing with dinner in Epcot. So where are we getting lunch in, uh, I'm going to call it MGM Forever. Hollywood oh gosh. Um, so for lunch in Hollywood Studios, I would probably. Oh gosh, there's a couple of different ways you can do this because I want to go to Galaxy's Edge, and I mm-hmm. want to have a Ronto wrap, yes. which is sort of like pre-gaming because then I might also get tachos at Woody's lunchbox. Maybe I hope stop. Everyone's by- super hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'd quickly shoot over to Animal Kingdom and go to Satuli Canteen for, it's one of the top three, uh, I think, counter service locations in all of Walt Disney World. Yes. Without a doubt. Totally agree. There's, it was so well done, so innovative and totally the kind of food that Disney parks needed. So, you know, like when I asked the question about what kind of food you bring, I just, I love that they brought that kind of variety of more fresh ingredients more um you know it's there's no fries there's no right. tater tots or whatever you're not getting that fried food and it just feels better so you can keep walking around that super hot park right and you can customize it too i love the fact mm-hmm. that you could make the bowl your yeah. own uh, i think it's 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 outstanding food however i would quickly leave animal kingdom because it's animal kingdom hot and animal kingdom i would shoot over to epcot and i'd go to katsura grill in japan um if you ever, if I'm ever lost somewhere, chances are I'm sitting up there in the shadow of the bamboo by the waterfall, enjoying, uh, yeah, probably everything on the menu there. Um, that is exactly recently... the last place I saw you in person. <laughs> and that was during Marathon Week or uh, Princess Marathon Weekend free world shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I walk the walk. Like, you know, the places that I talk about, there are usually the places that you'll find me. Amazing. Well, listen, I want to know what's next, what's new, what can you kind of give us the scoop on that's going to be, you know, coming up from either WDW or you yourself. So consistently, you know, coming out with the podcast every week, uh, I'm doing a lot more live video, um, sort of unscheduled live video, whether it's here in the home office or out in the park, just doing some walk and talks. Um, I have... From the business side of things, going back to what we said, my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World is coming back this November, which I'm super excited about. We just Tell did our first. Um, so it's basically, it's a two-day weekend with an optional Mastermind Day on Monday, limited to just 50 entrepreneurs to, look, I've been to a million conferences and you go there and you're lost in a sea of 2,000 people and you're trying to fig- fig- figure out which you know, session to go to, and then you sit down and you leave with a bunch of notes and you come home and you're all excited and that notebook sits there and you don't do anything about it. And I wanted to do something different. So this is my fifth year doing the conference. It's 50 people. And the goal is to 
have you really not just learn, but make, meet other people and really help you move the needle while you're there? Plus, it's in Walt Disney World during Food and Wine Festival. I'm no idiot. There's a, re there's a method to my madness. I think I need um, to <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, look, the fact that we're able to do, as much as I love connecting online, I am. I'm a handshake and a hug kind of guy. Um, we just did our first meet of the month this past weekend, and I loved being back. And we've got three cruises next year, group cruises, adventures, and adventures by Disney to Italy, um, planning a lot more in-person events as well. Amazing. Well, Lou, you know how much you mean to me. I appreciate your time, your energy, and your support always. Um, for those of you watching, please make sure you're following Lou at Lou Mangello, listening to his podcast, WDW Radio, wherever you stream your podcast from. I will talk to you soon, my friend. I can't wait to see you in person again soon. Me too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Talk to you right. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.